WTOC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Wednesday, October the 4th. And happy belated birthday, Michelle. October 3rd. Happy birthday. Um, it's also National Taco Day, so we can all enjoy that. I know they have Taco Tuesdays, but today is Wednesday, which is National Taco Day. So uh, free tacos and, and discounted tacos somewhere all over the place. I don't know where. Anyway, um, on our show today, our contributing analyst, James Patterson, joins us. He's back with us. James, are you there? Hey there, Tina. I'm here. Glad to be with you today. Glad to be with you. So are you a taco fan? Yeah. Are you? I am. Okay. A taco? Uh-huh. You say taco? Taco. Yeah, I love yeah, them. Taco, taco, tico, taco. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, well, I'll get to why you asked me that in a minute, but when I make them, I put uh, green or red or uh, peppers, you know, uh-huh. or orange, you know, you get the colored ones, and uh, onions. Um, I heard Lifestyle say the other day that he was a taco cook, and so am I. So I, I like it. I like to have the uh, use ground beef, but I, you know, I can also use ground chicken. I can use ground turkey, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I, I like to, you know, kind of drain it after uh, after frying that that uh, beef. Uh, make sure I get, and I like to have it where it's like either ninety three percent, at least ninety percent or above. Um, you know, fat-free, mm-hmm. know what they call mm-hmm. it. So be, so you, be as lean as possible. And then um, put some guacamole on it and some sour cream. Oh, um, <laughs> Don't forget the lettuce. Man. Yeah, I like it. Where's the cheese? <laughs> yeah, the cheese. Too, but <laughs> not, <laughs> Where's the cheese? <laughs> not too much cheese, but yeah. Oh, I, I not much cheese. Okay. Yeah, no, the reason I today is National Taco Day. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying in my opening. Probably the music was over the top of it. But, yeah, um, I, you know, today is Wednesday, October 4th. I said happy belated birthday to Michelle. And then I said it's National Taco Day, so enjoy that. And then I said on our show today, James Patterson. And then you came in, and um, so I said, James, do you like tacos? And that's that's how it all got underway. That's how the conversation yeah. got well, going. So. Who's Michelle, and um, are there any deals on tacos anywhere? Well, I think there are. Michelle's a co-worker. Uh, she's upstairs. Oh. She's working hard right now. She listens quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I enjoy her input and her feedback. And so she uh. Uh, she's here in the building, and she said, hey, who you got on the show today? Or what are you all going to be talking about today? And then she'll tell me what she saw um, on the news and things. So she's just a great sounding board and a very, very nice person. So um, I like Michelle. You know, like all I like right. everybody. I like oh. everybody here but Michelle and I talk and so I just wanted to wish her a happy birthday she was out by the way yesterday for her birthday and um, oh. had she said she had a good time with her uh, her 90 90 plus year old aunt oh wow uh, yeah yeah they had a nice they had a great time they had dinner and a glass of wine and you know it was it was all good I said hey yeah well because you put a lot of stock in her opinions mm-hmm. Put me down to so do I. <laughs> okay, okay, I will tell no, Michelle, but I like her opinion. I will most certainly tell her, and uh, you know, hopefully she's listening. Sometimes she's she gets pulled away to meetings, and she doesn't get to hear all of it. But generally, she kind of slows down around midday, takes her lunch, sits back, and listens. Uh, so right. we really appreciate you, Michelle. I'm glad you had a good birthday. I- 
actually, you know, there are people. I don't, I don't know if Michelle or anybody, uh, but I do. I do know one person, my neighbor. When it's her birthday, James, she celebrates all month. And if she doesn't get as much in as she can during the month, she says, "What the heck? All year it's my birthday. It can be. It's gonna be my birthday until it's my birthday again. So I'm gonna keep celebrating." So she, uh, she does. Uh, you know what? Good for her. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. I like that mindset. And uh, she got me to do one. She said, "Come on, Tina. You, what's one day? One day's not enough. This is your month. This is your month." I'm like, well, "What am I supposed to do? <laughs> what am I supposed to do?" So anyway, um, but uh, be that as it may. Um, uh, again, James, welcome back. Um, Thank you. Um, I I thought I got this in yesterday, but maybe I didn't because we had a lot of a uh, lot of open lines and things. But uh, today, um, around 2:20, actually between 2:20 and 2:50 uh, Eastern Standard, which is our time, Indianapolis time. I'll just say our time. Uh, today, around 20 minutes after two. Okay. Um, everyone's cell phones are going to sound off. And my understanding is it's going to be a screeching alarm. Oh. But you're not to worry. Uh, the federal government, FEMA, or Federal Emergency Management System, uh, says it's going to be conducting a nationwide test of its emergency alert system and wireless emergency alerts. So uh, you may even hear it, even though I have my, uh, my, my phone silenced, which I always do during the show. Uh, but you may hear something. I don't know. But, uh, or if you feel it vibrating or, you know, going off or whatever, not to worry. This is a test. This is only a test. Um, it's a nationwide test of FEMA's emergency alert system and their wireless emergency alerts. Now, the EAS, which we're used to, the emergency alert system, that's going to be tested across radios and televisions. You know, they... You you know, they do it all the time. Sometimes if you're watching late night TV like I do uh, sometimes, you'll get a test in the middle of the night. This is only even a test. At 3.20 in the morning, you're going to test. But, yeah. But, um, so, uh, again. It's, 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 it's going to be a big deal. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. um, it is going to be a big deal because uh, people are not going to be able to stop that sound on uh -uh. their cell phones. Uh -uh. So I hope they're not speaking with somebody at 2 around 2.20 p.m. is mm -hmm. when the window opens um, th this afternoon because it, that, that, that alert sound, that screeching sound, is just going to mm -hmm. overtake everything. You won't be able to communicate. You won't be able to keep, unless your phone is off, you won't be able to keep that test from coming through your device. No. Uh, could mm -hmm. be your iPad um, and, you know, definitely your cell phones, uh, tele TVs. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's a, it's a national alert system that they're testing. Yeah. And uh, as a result, they're going to be working with the FCC, of course, in conjunction with the FCC uh, to get that s signal tested. Um, across uh, area, but you know the uh, the local broadcasters, state broadcasters association works in conjunction uh, with uh -huh. uh, emergency alert systems and things, and making sure that we we stay um, on our required number of tests, uh, you know, each month and and things of that nature. Again, like you said, James, this is a national test. This is a, a test of national emergency alertness, national emergency preparedness. There's nothing we can do to turn it off, but don't be alarmed if it does go off. And my understanding is we can't even simulate it uh, to give people an idea of what you're about to hear, because if you do, that means you can't simulate the test. So yeah, just know it's going to be loud, screeching, more of a screech. <laughs> uh, 
And so, um, no, it's going to be loud. Just know it's going to be loud. And um, again, uh, two twenty is the scheduled time, but uh, they've been granted or they have taken a window two twenty to two fifty. So there's some some latitude in there. So if it's not exactly at two twenty, it's coming. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> it yeah. definitely will be done. But you know, that's the window where it starts. So yeah, you'll have it. You'll definitely hear it before two fifty. So most will be hearing it and experiencing it. So I think that's a good thing. Um, I I just do, uh, given where we are, how we are, things of that nature. So yeah, that it's I good. do too. I mean, yeah, you know, we we see it with our own eyes every day mm-hmm. that things are a little bit crazy so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to have a national alert system where people can be reached uh in the event of an emergency is a good thing and it's and it's uh, you know just to give up a few seconds or however long it's going to be a minute or whatever um to test this system is not a heavy price to pay mm-hmm. um you know to be prepared not at all not at all yeah. so um you know we'll, we'll be on the air and uh, you know, hey, if it if it happens, we'll we'll let everybody know too. We'll talk you through it. How's that? <laughs> we'll talk you yeah. through it. So, um, what else is going on? Can well, uh, as we've been saying for the last several days, we're going to say it, you know, continually uh, to remind everyone that um, uh, programming notes uh, the the mayor the mayoral debate uh, between incumbent Democratic Mayor Joe Hogsett and his GOP challenger Jefferson Shreve. Uh, they're squaring off live stream debate right here Sunday, October 8th, 5 p.m., brought to you courtesy of Radio One, right here, uh, the Indianapolis Recorder and the African-American Coalition of Indianapolis. It's going to focus on issues of importance to the African-American community, of course, as well as to the city of Indianapolis at large. Um, Immediately after the debate, we're planning a roundtable discussion uh, with a group of likely voters who will watch the debate and after will share their thoughts with us. So, um, Sunday evening's debate is going to be moderated by our own Cameron Riddle and Oshia Boyd. She is the editor-in-chief of the Indiana News Initiative. The post-debate roundtable with the likely voters is going to be hosted by me. Uh, And that will start immediately after the debate ends. So, again, the debate will be both broadcast on Radio 1 stations, TLC AM and FM, Hot 100.9, and live-streamed, of course, on our respective websites. Um, Also be live-streamed on the Recorder's Facebook page. Um, And so uh, looking forward to that on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, you know, I'm sure Oshia and Cameron are going to do an outstanding job, but that that... that analytical piece, the the, the discussion, yeah, the round table. Well, after yeah, after debate, you're going to have real voters there, correct? Would you tell? Yeah, them absolutely. That? Well, they're they're um, my the goal. In fact, I've got five of the six lined up, and he, we're looking for two. You know, we're looking for a couple of Democrats, a couple of Republicans, and a couple of uh, independent voters. Um, and these people are voters; they're likely voters, and. You know, going to cr- cut across all demographics. Likely voters. Yeah. Likely voters. They're definitely likely voters. Um, uh, these folks don't miss. They don't miss. So they're going to vote. Um, and so they're going to share with us what they saw, what they thought. 
um, clearly uh, what it's going to take, you know, what they look for in terms of, of who gets their vote or how their vote is is uh, is is cast. Just a lot of different things. But uh, I mean, I'll leave that up to to them. They you know, they'll react and I'll just kind of more or less drive the ship. But, um, you know, we'll, we'll it's hear. like a focus group. Isn't it? it is like a folk. We can't call it that because it's not no. scientific. But, yeah, it's kind of like a focus group. Um, Post-debate panel, we can call it. Uh, yeah. A post-debate debrief with likely voters, we can call it. Focus group, um, I don't think we can. I think there's some something that has to be in place for it to be an official focus group or what have you. But but certainly, uh, yeah, a, a, a debate, a, a post-debate panel of likely voters are going to weigh in. Yeah. And, and, and these are people, as you said, who have voted and are likely to vote. They vote all at they regular vote. Mm-hmm. Um, and so their opinions matter mm-hmm. because, you know, they they don't sit around and talk. They exercise their right to vote. They exercise mm-hmm. their right to share in the mm-hmm. power uh, of this nation, in the in the um, in the government of this nation, and mm-hmm. that is by exercising your right to vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so they're going to be watching uh, closely and listening closely and um, sharing uh, sharing with us very closely. So we're looking forward to that. Um, also, uh, tomorrow evening, um, our Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell host. 6 a.m. every morning. Get up, get up. with uh, Erica Campbell herself. <laughs> you said that good. Yeah, Griff, Erica, and her co-host. Well, Griff won't be here, but Erica uh, is going to be in town here in Indianapolis at the New Direction Church for a, a praise party to uh, premiere her new album release. Um, and that's going to be tomorrow from 7 to 9 o'clock. The event is free, but tickets are recommended. You can get them on Eventbrite. Then... The next morning, that Friday, Erica Campbell is going to do her nationally syndicated show, morning show heard right here on AM 1310. Get Up Mornings with Erica Campbell is going to be live from the Walker Friday wow. morning, starting at 6 a.m. Uh, there'll be free breakfasts given away. You have to be in a certain number, though. And Anyway, more details on that are coming up, including including the possibility, and I say possibility because we just never know uh, with travel schedules and things of that nature. But if she is available, we're going to try to get her in studio for a, for a little bit uh, if we can uh, tomorrow. Oh, no, but again, no. schedule permitting. But James, you never yeah, I, I almost didn't yeah, want to say I mean, you never that stature. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you can get them on the phone, you're doing good. Yeah. Well, it's not that so much. I think she would do the phone or here. Uh, it's just travel. Travel is yeah. just so uncertain nowadays, and oh. all she all she needs is one delay. It, and I don't know if she has uh, connections or whatever, uh, but all they need is one delay, and so that is that's off the chain. You know, that's off the uh, off the chart. So, and then if she gets here just in time to be um, out at New Direction, that's that's fine too. Our show will be over by the time because yeah. New Direction is later. So we'll see. And if if everything lines up, great. If not, um, we are so excited to have her here anyway. Uh, so. That's going to be great. Um, So, yeah, uh, a couple of things, James, since you were last here uh, on Friday. Of course, the big news nationally last night, of course, was that for the first time in the history of the United States of America, uh, a few hundred years ago, uh, (laughs) uh, the Speaker of the House of Representatives has been kicked out of office. 
He has lost his seat. And James, I don't think anybody would argue the fact that he did it. And so he has to live with the consequences of it. So Kevin McCarthy, oh. no surprise to anyone. We were just it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when, because he made that ridiculous deal just to get the speaker seat on the 15th. Uh, he may have made it on the 15th vote. I don't know. Uh, yeah. j- just the ridiculousness of it all that one person can put you out. Yeah. You know. Well, you know, you, you remember, Tina, after um you know, the debacle, the, the attempted coup of January 6th, mm-hmm. and how you, you may or may not remember how Kevin McCarthy oh, I... stood in, yeah, stood in the well of the House of Representatives of the United States of America and said, basically, there is one person responsible for this melee, this this uh, mm-hmm. encroachment, this attack on our capital, mm-hmm. and that is Donald Trump. But do you know? That within weeks, a few weeks, he was visiting Mar-a-Lago. It was. It wasn't even two weeks. I think it might have been. It, it wasn't. If it was two weeks, I'd be surprised. But it was right in the two-week prime. Yes. It yes. was. It was right in that time. I. I it was. I mean, they reported that he was going down there in late January, and he got there in very early February. Mm-hmm. But to 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 say that, and then to about face, and go down there and bow down to that man. And then, you know, the debt ceiling crisis as well. Um, in June, it was just barely averted. A debt ceiling crisis, a, a debt um, uh, default on our and, and loans. Mm-hmm. That would have sent major shockwaves across the world. Um, and so, you know, when he, when he, and he wanted to meet with President Biden, he wanted to meet with President Biden, meet with Biden. Biden gave him a, a meeting. Uh, you know, he uh, Biden uh, talked to him and they worked out a deal where McCarthy promised that he would not pass uh, that he you know would not pass draconian legislation, that he would pass a spending bill, um, you know, that that was uh, funded at the same level that it was this year in 2023. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He re- did he do that? Nope. No, he reneged on that. Mm-hmm. He promised Democrats several times, several times, uh, things that he would do. He reneged on that. So you know what? When you sell your soul to the devil, you rest assured the devil will turn on you. And that's what happened to Kevin McCarthy yesterday when he was ousted the first time in American history, ousted as Speaker of the House of Representatives of the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And he's talking about, no, nah, I'm not going to seek that office. No, you're not going to. It took you 15 times the first time. You'll never get it again. But I, I, I you know, I hope I hope that people who follow Donald Trump don't become liars like he is because that that's his main problem he just that's what he got his case that he's in new york in court in new york today for uh uh um, ruled against for for lying to to um you know so he could get uh, bigger loans and so that he wouldn't have to pay as much taxes that will that will bite you every last time yeah i i don't know how people can't take a more global view of any type of association uh, with Donald Trump because he infects and destroys. There is no one, no one who has ever had any association with that man who has come away without some something negative, uh, be it prison, uh, yeah. uh, bankruptcy, yeah. loss of job, loss of reputation, loss of their family. It's just there is no winning 
in that there's no winning combination. Loyalty is a one-way street. As long as you're loyal to him, he's not going. He's not going to be loyal to you. He'll throw you under the bus. Uh, so um, I, I don't. You know, I don't. I, I think we all pretty much know. Um, you know what the what the calculus is with 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 that one. I think people just feel like. They they want to be a part of it all and and whatever whatever the glitz and glamour is that that has seduced them and 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 intoxicated them they want a piece of it they want to be a part of it and so good for them uh, but um, because nothing good is going to happen I mean they're all either going to jail look at how many people uh, in in Georgia nineteen <laughs> that yeah. were associated with him either closely or loosely they're all probably going to go to jail with well one guy he hurried up and pre pleaded guilty and said. I didn't do it. I mean, it said, okay, okay, what do you want me to do? I don't want to go to prison. I think he's going to be on probation until, you know, he gets called home. But uh, yeah. he's he, he he decided this is enough. And, you know, there probably will be more. There's, there's you know, he's not the only one. There'll be more. Then there'll be some that'll go down with the Titanic, you know, and good for them. You know, good for them. That's what you choose. But yeah. the, the other thing. Um, and I, I've had this discussion with so many people, James, and people have been very hesitant to uh, say what I keep saying. And I, I've said it without hesitation, and I'll continue to say it. He's going to jail. He's going to be put in somebody's jail somewhere because what he did, yes, and then what he just did today. The, the judge in his civil trial about the false valuations of his property, either over or under, uh, for his benefit, gagged him, put a gag order on him, to tell him, shut up. And he still won't do it. <laughs> he still won't. And the judge said, shut up or there will be serious consequences. Yeah. So they have given him so much rope and talk, and at the same time, talking the judges that is talking about he's going to be treated like any other defendant. No, he's not, and please stop lying to the American public. No, he is not. Yes, there are certain provisions that have to be made as a result of the fact that he once served in the presidency of the United States of America. No one is denying that. But he has been given so much rope, so much latitude, that it's, um, that is almost criminal. Yeah, that in and of itself is almost criminal. I mean, you know, you can't think that you are above everyone, and that, mm -hmm. that's what—that's the mindset that he has. And I, and I like what you said about anybody associated with him. It when they, you know, kind of have to pay pay the piper for what mm -hmm. they've done with pay. him, along with him, they end up in prison. Like Michael mm -hmm. Cohen, his one-time fixer, or Paul Manafort, who was given a seven and a half year sentence uh in in pennsylvania for fraud and um you know then he was released to home confinement basically because of his health and then trump on his way out the door pardoned him but i mean he's not empowered to pardon anybody anymore in fact like you said he is facing some serious serious sentences so mm -hmm. yeah whether or not he ends up behind those bars tina you could well, right. i don't know i, I no, I mean, you know, after if there is a conviction and maybe after the conviction, they, they might have to find some alternative. I'm saying jail to shut him up. Yeah, um, because he, he's not, you know, he's ruined the process. Yeah, I, I believe that he is poisoning and making a mockery of the process uh, such as it is. I mean, he's just he's stomping all over it. He is yeah. just walking all over. He's defecating all over all of it, and he's been allowed to do so. They can, some judge, somebody's going to say that's enough. 
like that judge in his civil trial that where he's at right now it's a it, he he puts he posted something that was that's what i was just talking much, about yeah. yeah yeah defaming to uh the judge's clerk the, the judge's, judge's clerk. staff and the judge says uh-uh uh-uh i'm not gonna have that you're not gonna do that yeah. uh, and they they pulled it down and i heard he was much more docile today coming into the court. He wasn't as uh, verbose, if you will, in his speech yeah, and I'm... his criticism and his bringing other people down. Yeah, that'll last about two hours. Anyway, uh, <laughs> but but he, he just can't help. I think that that need to do that, I think that's pathological. And I think what a lot of people are missing is that there there's something, you know, there, eh, elevator don't go all the way up to the top on that. <laughs> there's something missing. Yeah. There's something missing and not, you know, and again, not making light of because the, the, it's the last thing we would yeah. do or I would I'm do. I'm not laughing at him. No, no, no. I'm just saying not making light of minute. But there's something out of order with him. There's something out of balance with that man. Yeah. And people can't see that. And that is out of balance to the point of danger. It's, it's just, is you know, it's and the, dead. And the real danger is that they can't see it. That they can't That's see the it. danger. They can't see yeah. it. So, uh, James, there's... Um, the other, um, you know, we, Kevin McCarthy being um, uh, removed. Uh, the other thing, and I again, I thank you for bringing that up the last time you were here. Uh, that second public hearing uh, on the uh, utility rates was held um, at, at New Augusta on uh, Monday. Monday night. Monday night. And so uh, Citizens Action Coalition made a good case. If uh, There's still time for comment, for public comment. Uh, albeit written, so you can still email or um, just snail mail uh, yeah. your comments. Uh, e I, I intend to, uh, as a private citizen and AES customer, to weigh in on that, on my feelings about even a $17 increase. If 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 they're right on that, the 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 the, the critics of this proposed hike. Say it's twenty three dollars. They don't even go with the seventeen. They say it's greater than that. Um, but I want to weigh in on that. I'm going to get online and weigh in on that. And like like Tina mm -hmm. said, others should do so as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you wanna if you wanna email, it's uh, the email address is uccinfo at o u c c dot i n dot gov. Again, if you want to email it, it's u c c info at O-U-C-C dot I-N dot gov. And again, if you just want to write an old-fashioned letter, type it up or write it up, uh, you can do that as well. Just uh, mail it to O-U-C-C public comments, O-U-C-C public comments, the address 115-115 West Washington Street, 115 West Washington Street, Suite 1500 South. Suite 1500 South, Indianapolis 46204. Again, Indianapolis 46204. Uh, so, yeah, but you have to do both before October 6th. Today is the 4th. The six, the, by Friday. Oh, okay. By, yeah, Friday. by Friday. Yeah, they, that's okay. the, so it has to either be that's post the deadline. That's the deadline. Yeah, you got to get it in before the 6th. And kudos, Tina, to State Representative Chairs Pryor for pushing uh, out the information about uh -huh. this hearing um, because a lot of times we just get whacked with increases with these uh, utility companies and we don't know we the public John Q public don't know why in the world 
my bill has shot up so many dollars. And, you know, with, with companies not rescinding the windfall profits they got over the past couple of years during COVID and, you know, where everything went up, nothing's come down. Mm-hmm. I heard Lifestyles by Eric saying that yesterday. Nothing has, I agree totally, mm-hmm. nothing's come back down. So that's why you're seeing, and I'll talk about this a little later, all these strikes. It's not that they don't want companies to earn and CEOs to earn a decent profit and a good profit if they are able to, you know, profitize their company and make a lot of money. But the people have not caught up yet with this, with with all of these price hikes. So mm-hmm. kudos to Representative Pryor for getting the word on it, and I heard it was well attended. Yeah, yeah, it was. It really was. It really was. So, um, and so there, there's a whole lot more, but. Um, we're going to open up the lines for a bit. Uh, 317-239-1310. 317-239-1310. Have to take a commercial break right now. When we come back, we'll go to the phone lines. Uh, Tina Cosby here with James Patterson. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. Um, Covered a lot of stuff the first half hour or so. But, James, we didn't talk about the weather. Um, It's going to change a little bit in the next couple of days. Yeah, it it will. And and most of the forecasters are talking about that change. I mean, they start talking about the change coming Mm -hmm. four or five days ago. I said, let me enjoy my summer. Yeah. So (laughs) we have one more... One more day of it, really, and, and tomorrow will be a transition day. Actually, tonight we may get some spotty showers around the yeah, area yeah. as the cold front pushes in, Tina. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll get up to the mid-80s today. We've got rain coming in uh, tomorrow mm. for sure, um, and it will extend in maybe to Friday. Temperatures will drop, as Tina mm-hmm. mentioned, quite a bit. Um, so we're going to be below, below uh, the average high this year, which is about 71 degrees. A couple of days, you may have to get out the light coat, the heavy jacket or sweater. Yeah. Uh, coming this weekend, Christina will be in the upper 50s for Yeah, it'll be okay. It'll be okay. Yeah, we'll be all right. We'll bounce back. We're good. We're good. Hey, um, there was something else, and it just flew right out of my head. Oh, anyway. Okay. Well, <laughs> we'll go back to it. You, we come. can go back to it. It'll come back. It'll come right back to me. 317-239-1310. Lines are now open. 317-239-1310. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. Uh, James, let's go to the phone lines. Uh, okay. Jeff, go ahead. How are you, Jeff? Hey, Tina. Hey, James. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing Hi, good. Jeff. How are you? Good. You know what, Tina and James... You know, you know, I, I always try not to eat nothing when I when I watch Fox News, but I ain't never seen so many depressed people on Fox after Kevin McCarthy was thrown was kicked to the curb because you know they couldn't they, they couldn't blame black folks for crime they couldn't you know because Trump's got legal issues they couldn't jump on Biden even though they're obsessed with Hunter because they all said the GOP in disarray. The GOP is collapsing, and you know what? I, I, you know, I couldn't agree with first time I ever agreed with Fox News about what, oh. what did Fox News say, Jeff. Well, they just said, well, you know, this shouldn't have happened. You know, these uh, seven right wing, right wing 
Republicans who, along with the Democrats, pretty much sabotage, you know, Kevin McCarthy's, you know, uh, oh, they found some way to blame the Democrats. Oh yeah, of course. You know, they, you know, if, if there was a, if there was a Kevin McCarthy a blamed the Democrats. On, yeah, if there was a tornado on Mars. They blamed the Democrats. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, uh, you know, hey, you know, uh, Kevin McCarthy made a pact with the devil, and I think Tim, you said early, the devil came back to collect. Yeah, it's James, but yeah, indeed. But you know what? No. Uh, <laughs> I I I just find I mean I'm sorry there's there's no uh, James uh, and 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 Jeff I don't feel any I mean he did it that's what he did he did it know. to himself he, he did it to you himself know, yeah. uh, he did it to himself he was a, he's a pathological liar pathological uh, and he's talking about I'm the one that saved us from uh, defaulting on the government and yep. you know and we were able the Democrats were the ones and the Democrats will get ready to throw him lifeline. And they said, oh, you're going to blame us? Oh, you know what, Kevin? You're on your own. Bye. They did. Yeah, because he he immediately, after they saved him, he immediately went on TV and threw them under the bus. And so they they got together. And kudos to the Democratic minority leader, Hakeem Jeffries, because he pulled that caucus together. He is a clay. He pulled it together, and they held together. So, um, oh, he said, Kevin, we, we, we warned you, come correct. Mm-hmm. We we not you know we we we'll work with you, but we we're in no booth with your shenanigans. And here you go, you go and face the nation, and you you, you come across as the great white knight. And those horrible Democrats mm-hmm. did this, and they said, "Oh, we threw you a lifeline. Guess what, Kevin? We're gonna throw you a noose." Mm-hmm. You know, and so you're on your own, buddy. So now you deal with the the Mac Gateses. Who is a child predator, by the way, and Margie Nutjot mm-hmm. uh, uh, Green, and that woman who who uh, who was who with her behavior in that movie theater, uh, Lauren uh, Bobert, Bobert, whatever her name Bobert, is, Bobert. yeah, yeah, uh, you know, you know, getting a little bit, I, you know, I know this is a family friendly uh, network, yeah. so I'm but not you, going to, but, but, we but you know, know, you know what this all says though is, and, and James, that that was the other point I was uh, looking to make um, to 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 bring up to you, it that the Republican Party, whether they want to admit it as a party or not, is horribly broken. Yeah. It's horribly broken, broken down, and the, the, these are the signs of something that needs, uh, that is in a state of disrepair. It is in a horrible state of disrepair. So I don't know how you can say it without, you know, somebody can say, you're, well, you're just being um, uh, biased against the GOP. No, I'm being honest and truthful. The, the, the GOP brought this on, the, the very first thing that they, they did from the very beginning, the very first mistake they made was staying silent on every little thing Donald Trump did, not calling yeah. it out, not lining it back up with what their real or supposedly real values uh, and and missions and interests were just to, for the sake of winning. So the party itself is responsible for this dysfunction, this horrible dysfunction. And I don't know where I don't know where they start because guess what? Who is still the head of the party? Who is still leading uh, in the polls in terms of the the, the nomination for their choice for president? They're going to put this, this they're going to put this 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 human up as their choice for president of the United States again after all of this, everything, and that's going to be their choice. That's what represents the Demo- the, the Republican Party. 
Yeah. So I, I think on a larger scale, it's much larger than Kevin McCarthy and what he did, even though that was just terrible. But it's just indicative of how broken the, the GOP is. Yeah. And and they they went, you know, to say it was just the, the MAGA folks who did it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the eight uh, Republicans who broke away from their conference and voted with all of the Democrats. The Democrats are not going to vote for a Speaker of the House who's Republican. I don't care who he is. But you're right. It, they're dysfunctional because within their own conference, mm-hmm. they can't agree. Most of them support, well, a lot of them support Trump and his ideas and his policy, but not that many of them are willing to go as far as 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 the uh, Gates Gates led, uh, you know, far 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 right uh, Republican group that uh, brought brought down the speaker yesterday. I mean, they wanted they got all of the conference pretty much to go along with. That you know they wanted to cut spending thirty percent across the board. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid mm-hmm. and all these popular programs that help people, not just people of color, primarily by the numbers, sheer numbers, white people. I mean, you know, not the not the business owners, mm-hmm. if if I will. You know, I don't begrudge them for making a buck, but. The, the, this country has always, it's of, by, for the people, passed legislation, social programs. That's what happened in the 1929 stock market crash. They were so greedy that, you know, they, they, it, 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 it collapsed like a house of cards, and then everybody was in a bread line. So there's got to be some social consciousness. What they say is crazy. And they want to talk about Last thing, they want to talk about, you know, how the deficit has ballooned. Yes, it has, but the, the person you worship and you follow is one of the, the spendingest presidents in the history of the nation. He did it. And he, mm-hmm. yeah, he added more to the deficit in modern times than any other president. In, the history, in the history of the United States, ever. Yeah, so ever. that's hypocritical. It is. The, oh, the hypocrisy is just, just stifling. It, it is. Uh, Lifestyles with Eric, how are you? Happy Wednesday. It's, it, I made tacos yesterday. Oh, you did? Okay. All right, all right. Well, yesterday was Taco James, Tuesday. but James mentioned taco earlier. Well, today is National Taco Day, so there's some, Is it? Yeah. Oh. yeah wow. That's what now, well, brought it I should have made them. I should have made tacos today then. Wow. Well, that's okay. You can make yeah, them. I didn't know. I just asked her if there was any places where you get a discount or get it free. Yeah, I heard that. I heard you say yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking of a scenario yesterday. Uh, I was thinking of a scenario of the young man that was shot in the driveway last year. If I yeah. would have been the supervisor on call that night. Can I give you my scenario real quick, please? Okay. Okay. If I was the the, uh, the supervisor of the police department that would have been on that scene that night and my officers, you know, radioed me, um, there's a gentleman uh, sitting in a driveway uh, asleep with a gun in his lap. Uh, the lady said she doesn't know who the, the uh, individual is. What I would have done, I would have looked in the window, probably wouldn't have tapped on the window because that could have startled him and yeah. immediately made him wake up and grab the gun. So this is what yeah. I would have done. I would have called the city. We would have got a couple of big bright lights out there. You get the bright lights out there. You get the lights on him. He probably would have woke up with lighting. And I would have went and got the grandmother and said, ma'am, stand back. Do you know this young man? Yeah. That would have been real simple. Well, I I don't think they could. Yes. I I, I, I don't think you could have gotten the grandmother because that would have been putting her in harm's way. Well, okay. 
You know what I mean? Not. Because okay. yeah, that that would not have been. Okay. I don't think the police. I wonder, would have done. I wonder though, well, just just the input here, if if she had his number, if they could have had him call exactly, had her call exactly. Him in the car. This I don't is know my I'm going to go with the top of the the top of what I want to say. What I've been keep repeating after it, it just seems like police officers want to get it over with as soon as possible. Whether you're a mentally ill person with a machete, whether you're, you know, in a vehicle and you won't get out, they want the traffic stop or whatever where they are called, they want it over as quick as possible. Now, that means that I believe that the police department has a patience problem, and I'll leave it at that. It's a patience thing. You, you just don't, gun, 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 shoot, shoot, shoot. It's not that scenario for everything that the police are called for. That's all I'm saying. With all yeah. due respect for the police department, we need them. I've never said I don't want them, I don't like them. It's just a Come on, we've got to use our heads a little bit more than just pulling our weapons because we see a gun. But when you see somebody sleep snoring, come on, really? How is he a threat? Even if the, even if his grandmother wouldn't have known who, I mean, even if that would have been somebody that was a stranger and that wasn't her grandson, this person was sleep, literally. And that's why they got comments. indicted. Lifestyles, that's why they got indicted, is because it we'll was see, over but, but again, we'll see what happens, because they're what? Police, they'll say, you know, <laughs> let's just see what happens. I don't want to speak anything negative into existence. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk about it when it's over with. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, you, you raised some good points because it is overreaction, and there was no reason, unless you're your you're cowboy IMPD officer, to fire that many. I think they fired like uh, 12 rounds or something, or 24 hours. Well, there was more than 30. There were more. I think oh, it was well, like 30. Okay, Tina. Yeah. And, and, so, somebody that and he got hit three back. times. I mean, what does that I say, mean, too? They're not very good not shots. Not very good shots, yeah. Thank, yeah. Goodness. Okay. Thank goodness. Okay, now I got another another comment. What if he would have been, okay, so just say the lawsuit probably still would have went on, but if he would have been killed, then I guess he couldn't have filed the lawsuit itself, and then his parents or whoever would have been filing the lawsuit. I just, it, say, it seems like that we shoot to kill, I get it, but it seems like once you're dead, you can't speak on it anyway. You can't say what you were doing because you're gone. It's over. And I think that's one of the reasons why we don't shoot. To, we don't shoot to maim, we shoot to kill when, we, when the police department shoots. There's no leg injuries, there's no, it's always 30, gun, 30 bullets or whatever the case is. I don't know, I'm just I'm kind of sick of the training, and I wish the training would change just a little. Just a little. Well, the other thing, and thank you, thank you, uh, Lifestyles. The other, the other thing that we have to factor in is no matter how much training, how you, we got to factor in the human element, and he, different humans respond to different stimuli differently, meaning yeah. where one cop that might be called might have a little bit more patience and a little bit more insight and maybe a little bit more savvy about how to handle a situation like that. Another may not. So yeah. how do we how do we balance that and how do we account for that? Because mm -hmm. I think that for the most part, uh, and again, I'm saying for the most part, not recently because we've had just an unbelievable streak here, but for the most part, those incidents are averted. 
because police officers are put into situations that that don't make a whole lot of sense that they figure out how to to get around or what have you. The ones that we're hearing about are the ones that have gone horribly wrong. But yeah. as one of the one of them pointed out, their officers go on thousands of calls a week. Yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, I mean you uh, lifestyles makes a good point, and so do you. Mm-hmm. And if you just look at the, the the whole scenario there, if you just look at it, it's it 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 was quick reaction to me because it was too quick of a reaction because he posed no threat, none. And none whatsoever. I, I know that they they they're trained. Mm-hmm. If they have a gun and they point a gun, you're to fire. But like you said, there's got to be hundreds of other incidents where someone had a gun mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and there was no there was no police involved shooting and, and and you have to look at the entire situation this man was startled if anybody was mm-hmm. startled somebody come in their space yeah. in their bedroom in their house in their garage in their driveway you know the first thing they're going to do is try to get something to defend themselves it's mm-hmm. a, if it's a baseball bat yeah. um this guy woke up from a sleep that 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 just yeah maybe there should be more of an emphasis and and maybe an overemphasis maybe overtrain in de-escalation because it seems as if these you know th- th- that's what we're talking about where yeah. where things have just escalated to ridiculous levels uh yeah. deadly levels and so i i don't know uh i mean but, they could have used a bullhorn got behind yeah, uh you yeah. know a porch or something some yeah. some their cars and use the bullhorn wake up this is the police who are you come out put your hands up please let me yeah. see your hands yeah yeah indeed indeed um george go ahead how are you you want to talk about aes Yes, ma'am. How you doing, Tina? James, how you doing? Good, good, good. How are you? George? Hey, I, w- I was calling to um, talk about investment opportunities with AES. Uh, I noticed last week we were, you were talking to one of your guests on the show about the AES, it's a publicly traded company. Mm-hmm. Um, and I went on about two shares um, the other day after I heard your show. It, it, was, it was selling at, um, at a good price at $14 and something a share. Um, if you look on any stock investment market, it was a good buy at the time because they're way down from their profits from about three years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, what I want to speak on to the everybody who's listening, and some people may be afraid to invest in the stock market. They don't have the, the patience, but you can go on like E-Trade, Robinhood, uh, even on Cash App if you have Cash App. And if you buy like $5, you can build up to a whole share. And when there's a proxy vote, they should, you should have your vote counts when those when they have those mm-hmm, mm-hmm. decisions within the company, and also the more shares you own, if you have a good company, they should pay out di- dividends quarterly, semi-annually, or annually to their investors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so that way, you if you're investing into a company that you say well their price is high, okay, well hopefully if they're making a ten billion dollar profit that their shareholders should receive some dividends back whenever they pay out dividends. Uh, not to say that it's going to pay you a great deal of money, but it's based upon how many shares you have and what they're willing to pay out to their investors. And sometimes those shares may split if, if at a certain point in time. And for some folks who are afraid, and what I learned in, in college is, if you're afraid, there are people who get in their small communities and neighborhood communities or retirement communities or corporate groups, and they start an investment group. And it might be you and five friends or six friends, and y'all can start up an investment group, and you can de- decide what mm-hmm. stocks you want to buy mm-hmm. and start to follow them. 
And the one thing that saddened me was the hearing people, well, our power bill is going up. Our power light bill is going up. And are you investing in those companies? And the same thing goes for people who are working at, like, General Motors and all those companies right now. They want more money because mm-hmm. CEOs made a lot of money, and they're not getting anything back. So my question is to, to say is, I hate to be like that, but are you buying shares of stock within that company or any company that you work for? And I just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that. And if you, that to me, that would be a good idea. If you have uh, invested in, like, uh, Chase Bank, you have a mortgage through Chase Bank, go buy you a few shares of Chase, mortgage, uh, Chase Bank uh, shares. They're publicly traded companies. You may not see great returns on it, but the more shares you buy, the greater your return, the greater investment. And, at the, and uh, on the other side of that, you're also legally your business owner. And your, and your vote for each share that you have, it does count mm-hmm. um, when, things, when big decisions are made, being made. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I just wanted to get you guys, you know, thoughts and ideas on that on the backside. But I just, I just say some people, they're afraid of the stock market. And I believe me, when I started, I was afraid. And I was like, okay, you know. I saw the benefits of it, and it and it does help out a little bit, and you get a little, you know get some little tax benefits here and there for it and everything. But people sometimes just think about the things that that we're going because people aren't in business just to give away money, or they're in business like what James was saying. They're in business to make profits. And as a shareholder, hopefully the dividends will come back to you, and you can make profits on the backside. So you're saying if you were a shareholder of AES, you'd be cheering for the rate increase. You could, and if, if there's some <laughs> if there's some decision that, yeah. that you don't like, your vote, like you know how we go and vote. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. proxy. I know, I know what you're saying. Yeah. As, as if if you're invested in that, but mm-hmm. um, but the, the the larger the larger picture is you're invested in that to make your money more right. so than decision making. You want to make money. That's that's why you you're in it. Money. Yeah, so higher prices, higher prices get you more money, George. But you have a you have you have a very good idea. That, uh, you know, particularly people who are on the lower end of the income scale or the um, wealth scale, they need to invest in, in, in um, invest in business, invest in entrepreneurship, in my view. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it, to, to be a shareholder, to have something to say about whether your CEO raises prices or your executive decides to raise prices, I mean, you've got to buy a lot of shares in a company yeah. like AES, mm-hmm. you know, to be at the table to have a, a really good influence, right. uh, influential position yeah, because on, you're, you're on their decision. Five or ten well, shares are not going, you know, you, you, like James said, you have to be a major player. And and well, one of those things that those those proxy votes right. do is determine whether or not certain people within the company get raises. And right, most right, of the time, right. yeah, so that's, it's, it's, a, it's a little tricky. I mean, you know, it's, it's... That's why I would suggest that maybe people who live in a lower income neighborhood or areas Maybe you can get together and have a group of people and buy shares each, you know, each day. If you got five dollars and everybody invests, takes and brings together five dollars or three dollars, and we say we're going to put this in an account and we're going to buy these shares as a group, and mm-hmm. this group determines which way you want to go mm-hmm. with what, what what companies you want yeah. to invest in. Mm-hmm. That would be a that's great a way point. to get yourself started. That's a fair and to point. Get yeah. to that point where you have a bigger voice at the table. Yeah, that's you know? true, to get to that point. And it is yeah. a long game. It's very much a long it's game. It's a long yeah. game. Yeah, very much. And then sometimes, like I said, if the company's right by you and you have 100 shares mm-hmm. and they're paying out dividends, it may not pay for your light bill, but it can help offset some of that cost, those, those losses that mm-hmm. you have. Yeah. So, and another yeah. thing, uh, too, and thank you, George, um, another along those lines, uh, which which helps a lot as well, is find out certain companies that pay – 
uh, the dividend reinvestment that you can see if you want to really play the long game. And a lot of people uh, can do this for their kids' college or what have you. And for instance, yeah. I think McDonald's, Coca-Cola, companies like that, um, you, you buy a couple of shares uh, and uh, whenever those stocks pay dividends, they reinvest and you get more shares without having to buy the shares. You just take it and reinvest and it just it kind of works itself. You don't have to keep doing anything except maybe if you want to put in X amount of dollars per check or per month or whenever, uh, just add to it. And that that's a nice, healthy way, passive way almost of of making money as well. You just have to find companies that have the they're called drips, dividend reinvestment. And I don't know anything about money. I'm just saying uh, you sound like, you know, a little bit more than me. But no discretionary spending that, yeah. you know, we, we, uh, sometimes. I've been guilty of this. I have to really watch it. Mm-hmm. Is you know spending on things. I got to be real disciplined with spending, yeah. not just you know become emotion. And that's what yeah, I want. Exactly. I want those shoes, or mm-hmm. but yeah, I could put that money into something that'll return. Yeah, yeah, something that'll return, and so that's good. And then of course, there's always the. I know my brother retired military, and he put his three boys through school, uh, just because he had. Um, money taken out of his check for savings bonds. And so uh, by the time they were ready for school, he had a ton of bonds. You know, he just, hey, let's cash these. Our forefathers, our ancestors Mm -hmm. used to really, really put those savings bonds in high esteem. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. They would really invest in those. Yeah, my brother did. He did. I mean, he didn't have to really come out of pocket much. I mean, you you do uh, for certain things, but he he had it knocked out for all three of them. Uh, and it was just yeah. a matter of that was taken out. He didn't miss it, didn't know anything about it, and just, you know, went on. And, I, you know, that that's kind of like a dividend reinvestment in a way, too. Yeah. So there's a lot of different ways you can play with it. And as he said, watch the markets and, and do different things. But yeah. uh, and, and having a say-so and being a, a seat at the table uh, is certainly a, a good idea yeah. as well. And that investment club is a good idea. Hey, we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're going to get through some more of these phone calls right after this. WTLC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connections. And into our second hour, Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, yes, gorgeous day today. I have to keep saying that. All week has been just an absolutely picture-perfect week so far. It's just really nice. Really, really nice. It's calling me. It's calling me, Tina. I got to go out there after the show. I'm going. I know. You're going to be out. Have you, have you been cutting any grass lately? Uh, no, but it, uh, now I'm going to wait till the cool down goes past and so the temperatures start going back up mm-hmm. before I do. <laughs> so I hope the grass hangs on there. But mm-hmm. now nah, I'm going to be uh, going out there, going for a walk. Going for a walk and enjoying this yeah. beautiful sunshine. Now's about the time when the the growth slows quite a bit. I mean, we're not as aggressively yeah, cutting and trimming and whatever. And then by what November usually is the last cut until the spring. Yeah, yeah. late October, early November, November, get it down and it'll stay there mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. through the cool, cool, really cool and sometimes cold weather. Mm. Don't don't. Tell me about it. I don't want to, I don't want to think about it anyway. Anyway, uh, we've talked about quite a bit the first hour, um, and uh, we've got quite a few phone calls. In oh. fact, the lines are full right now, so let's start working through those, 317-239-1310. Uh, San, go ahead. How are you? Yeah. Um, I want to give some more information about a company, uh, our AES. 
Um, and I, I did log into my Schwab account. <clears throat> I used to work there. I was a stockbroker there. But I want to tell you, uh, I went into my app, and they have a quarterly dividend. The annual dividend yield is 4.9%. But I want you to get this, and let's see. The last quote was um, at 155.1309 because I'm, I'm not getting the real quote, blah, 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 because I'm not in my account. But I want you to hear this. Who's going to make most of this money? The problem with this is that shares outstanding <laughs> is, is um, the market capitalization is $9.1 billion. Shares outstanding, $669.6 million. But shares held by institutions, y'all, is 94.6%. So wow. who's going to make, that means a whole bunch of shares are held by other institutions. That's how they make their money in their institutions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Our bank insurance companies and so forth. But 94.6 of the shares out there are held by institutions. So, yeah, go ahead and, and, and buy some shares. Um, but, um, and, and, you know, if, you're, if you have the kind of money to invest, I would suggest not putting all your stuff your stock in one, your all your money in one particular stock, but definitely mm-hmm. diversify and look at what you're wanting to do. Uh, but 94%, 94.6% of the shares are held by institutions. So who are they making the money for, y'all? Uh, the people or institute, institutions? I, yeah. that's my case. And do some more research. Go to Wikipedia. Wikipedia is a real good place to see. This is a global company. It's a global company. Okay? Okay? And the person that fixed my light finally, <laughs> Tina, <laughs> a few weeks ago, I mm-hmm. talked to you guys about, um, he said that, you know, he, he said their main place uh, is in Argentina. But, it, it, yeah, Argentina is one of the places. Uh, but it is a global company. They they don't just do stuff here. So I'm like, how come we can't have an uh, an American, uh, an Indiana company that knows the people and knows mm-hmm. the area? How come we can't have an Indiana electric company? I rest my case. Bye, y'all. God okay. bless you guys. Bye-bye, Thank Sam. You. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. And uh, uh, Tina, mm-hmm. your thoughts? Uh, none. Uh, she, yeah. you know, uh, it I mean, is true. I mean, she, mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it, it is true that, um, you know, when it comes to larger entities, the majority of the stock isn't uh, commonly held, you know, by, yeah. you know, it's just not. Uh, so, yeah. uh, but. And it, Sam's made an excellent point. Um, their goal is they have to make money for their shareholders. Mm-hmm. And be it whether they're individual, which is not the case for the with the majority of their uh, shareholders, it's it's institutions, as Sam said. And I mean, this kind of goes back to what George was saying too. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's all well and good. Uh, hopefully, um, folks become more involved in um, investing their money in things that will return. Mm-hmm. However, the bottom line is most people, or a lot of people, don't have uh, discretionary money to invest. And they're getting hit up with these bills. That's what that meeting was all about. Mm-hmm. Um, AES wanting uh, a rate increase, 
electricity company in, in Indianapolis wanting a rate increase. And, uh, you know, just bam, 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 thank you, ma'am. And the, the, the residents are like, you know, you're, you're, you're fleecing us here. We're, we're blind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just basically trying to increase your profits because that's how certain people stay in their positions and then they stay in their positions. And if they increase profits for other folks, then they, in turn, get rewarded for increasing profits for others. So it's a, it's a vicious little, uh, little circle that comes about at, at point in time. Then if, you know, if you can get in on it, and uh, you know, do well, then then that's great. That's good. That's good. That's good. Uh, Kevin, go ahead. How are you? Hey, how you guys doing? Doing great. Thank good. you. How are you? Hey, I'm, I'm glad we on this topic today. I listened to uh, Dr. Claude Anderson earlier with Chico Bean. I advise everybody to go out on, on YouTube and listen to it. Uh, what the young man said when he called about uh, getting in the game. I recommend that we got to quit being victims. Uh, we live in the absolute. Mm-hmm. Hello. It be played. Hello? Uh, I understand what the young lady was saying. Sandy, she's a pretty bright young lady. I only think about it, I kind of felt like she was taking the victim role, talking about the uh, the larger shareholders or uh, uh, corporations. That's fine. That, that's that's neither here nor there. If you can make money off of it. That's what I was saying. In. Yeah, if you can do it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of telling you something. Companies are buying into it, then you might want to buy into it. Don't look at it as a victim. Uh, and then I know she mentioned something about why we can't have an Indiana uh, company. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody in Indiana needs to start a company. We got to quit being a victim. We got to start uh, using our resources to our good. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend Dr. Claude Anderson. The same thing that happened when Kroger shut down in Debbins. I called in and said, I don't care why they was leaving. Somebody need to use that as an opportunity to start something else. Forget why they're leaving. We all mm-hmm. pretty much know why they're leaving, but that, that's not, that's not going to do anything for our community if they tell us, hey, we're leaving because you guys are stealing too much, or mm-hmm. we we leaving because we losing money this way. That's that's not going to do any good for us. It makes us back to being a victim. Mm-hmm. We should be saying, how can we come together? Today, I just I just about an hour ago, I posted on my social media. If we get ten people together with ten thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars, give me some ideas. What can we do with it? And like the man said, we can come together as a pool and pull together. Uh, and uh, uh, brother James. I, I do believe a lot of people do have discretionary spending. They just spend it on what they want to spend it on, whether mm. it's McDonald's, cigarettes, you Come know, on whatever. That's true. Kevin? Yes, yeah, you're telling the truth there. Yeah, I said discretionary spending. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. some people have more than others, but you're right. I mean, $125 for tennis shoes. I mean, you know. What uh, kind of tennis uh, shoes you buying? They only 125 <laughs> <laughs> We're going to stand in line for Michael Jordan. Yeah, they're going to stand in line for those $200 tennis well, shoes. And, and that's fine, but go ahead and get mm-hmm. some stock in. And yeah. That's, that's what I did. I got some stock in Nike and, and Amazon. Go ahead and get some stock in these companies. Yeah, You're gonna use you make your money. Do what you can do. Exactly. And, and we got we got to start having more conversations like that instead of being victims. Yeah. Yeah, and the reality is, Kevin, I mean, there's nothing, you know, the, she stated a reality, and that is true. But like you said, like George said, and like you're saying, and like I said, hey, that's true. That's the, the, that's the majority. But if you can get in there and, and do what you can do, go on in there. You know, get you some money. There's ways. Yeah. There's ways to do it. There's ways to do it. Yeah. yeah I appreciate it. All right, thank you, Kevin. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. Regina, go ahead. How are you? Hey, beautiful people. How y'all doing? Because 
How y'all doing, Tina Cosby? How you doing? Doing well, ma'am. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm that alumni Purdue grad that, that people ain't sometimes pleased with, but that's okay. Mm. I, I, yeah, I pay my tithes, and so whatever they do with this money matters, they can kick rocks. But I'm going to tell y'all one thing <laughs> about AES and that electric bill. <laughs> Okay. Tell you, see, Citizen Gas, they don't charge us to pay our bills with the credit cards, right? All right. So now they got Cooper Easy Pay with that electric bill at one dollar and ninety five cent. That should mm-hmm. be enough raise because if Benjamin Franklin took a kite string and a key and did electricity, nobody owns electric. So now we paying. With materials, yeah, you have to do, somebody has to box it and, you know, have it flowing through the city and you do deserve something. But all of these hikes and stuff, nobody owns really electricity. They are natural resources. So we understand that. So stop doing this to us. We're going to reap what we sow. Stop doing what you're doing. You know, stop mm-hmm. that mess. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, come on now. The world's going to come to an end. Let's come reason together. Your sins is as scarlet. Let's get together and get some kind of grounds to treat one another right before we die, because we all going to die. But let's not all go to hell. Thank you. Thank you, Regina. Appreciate it. Uh, 317 239 1310. I like her opinion, but go ahead. I mean, I like uh, yeah, the opinion, too, but yeah. she has a point. She does. I haven't heard uh, kick rocks in a long time. That's right. <laughs> so they can just kick rocks. I don't care. Um, Ron, go ahead. How are you? Tina, I am well. Lovely Tina, James, wishing you guys uh, all the best all the time because I love you both. Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you. There has been some interesting things mentioned here. Um, when I called, uh, my original call was going to be about we are wonderfully and fearfully made individuals by God. We are made in our mother's womb by the hand of God. After that, I was going to say to you all, the mayor loves black people. I can tell by the commercials. Uh, he's a, a, a big brother to a young black kid. Uh, he uh, he can line dance. Uh, Mike Epps believes in him, and Ken up there on uh, Pastor Ken, I should say, up there on uh, New Direction, uh, believes in him. And the young lady who is actually his campaign manager, who I also believe is black, I'm going to say that the mayor loves black people. Wishing him all the best. Um, if you want to invest, learn how to invest in real estate. I hear people complaining about lack of low-income housing and whatnot. Uh, I had my house on, or my condo. I had my condo on Section 8. I sold my condo. I'm working on my house in Anderson. I hopefully to do something with that. And I'm learning how to buy my next fourplex because people got to have somewhere to stay. And as a business owner, landlord for hundreds of years, real estate is an excellent investment. I own some Ford stock. If this gentleman just said that I should be looking at AES, so I'm going to think about that. Uh, I actually spent the last two days going over the uh, the Marion County tax sale auction, and I bought me a property up on 38th Street. Hopefully I'll make a dollar on that one day. 
This is America. Learn how to make money and then play the game. That's pretty much all you got to do. The mayor loves black people. Uh, Tina, James, wishing you guys all the best, and you guys have a good day. Thank you, Ron. Um, you know, the yeah, only hey, thing I would, I would say about his uh, he's he's spot on about learning different ways to uh, have, make your you know make money you know learn real estate learn you know learn it and there, there's yeah yeah um, as far <laughs> as far as what the mayor loves and doesn't love I don't I don't know I can't say that I can say that he's certainly been effective in advertising it yeah he's been and very effective he... because everything every example that Ron has mentioned was the result of advertising right yeah Mike Epps advertising on the radio uh pastor ken sullivan advertising on the radio um the uh the 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 young man the teenager and his mom uh television and digital whatever ads uh and so on and so forth every example was the result of advertising that he gave now had he given me some other examples i might have said but i i don't know that i would go so far to say i mean i don't know i mean i won't say that he doesn't like, you know, but I'm just saying I don't know that I can say unequivocally that he just loved. You know, I, I don't know if I could say that. I think he's done an effective job of marketing the thought. Yeah, and, and he's a – I will observe that he's he works hard at mm-hmm. trying to connect with people. He shows up. He does he do works. that. He does work hard at trying. And, and you know, like an example that I, I gave, you know, he shows up. He, he's He's been to my church many times. And it has not been in the middle of a campaign. It hasn't been before a city county council. It's just because he does do those things. So I would agree wholeheartedly that the mayor works very hard uh, to connect uh, yeah. to the people community. People remember that. They yeah. remember and people do remember that. Yeah. 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 Instead of putting an ad on TV. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, I, I'd be, be, you know, because you could say that Jefferson Shreve loves black people, you know, by the same token, because he's got black people. You no, know, I don't know that I would say that either. But, um, yeah, but they, you know, they're, they're very effective, especially this time of year and especially heading into, um, it's just about time, five minutes away from the, uh, did you get the text? No, did you get the text? It's just about time for your phone to start blowing up. Oh, no, I didn't, but uh, hey, yeah. um, you know, when that happens, you know, I hope the listeners stick with us because it won't mm-hmm. be long and we'll be back. Mm-hmm. I got a push alert. Uh, this looks like it's from the Indy Star. It says your phone is about to blow up. It's just a test. Thank uh, you, Indy two, Star. I've got 216 on my Yeah, phone. yeah. Don't be alarmed. AP just sent one. <laughs> so everybody's telling y'all. Everybody's telling y'all. But again, I and, and, and please don't, you know, don't misunderstand what I said about Ron when Ron feels as if the mayor has an affinity for, for blacks. He, you know, that's for black people. That's. Mm. That certainly runs. I'm just saying the examples um, are 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 paid advertisements. Yeah. Uh, the uh, you know the the true test is what he does that you know is not in the campaign season and what he right, does right. when the election when the election is not. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. And I think that there, as you say, James, there are enough examples of that in the community where he does indeed connect with 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 everybody. He tries. He really does. He tries he to connect. Try. Yeah. I, I was talking about a mayor that likes to connect. I'll never forget. I was I think I hadn't been here, but maybe a year, not even a year. And I went to the St. Patrick's Day Parade and I saw the world's largest leprechaun, uh, Bill Hudnut. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, oh, and yeah. if, if you knew that mayor, uh, you know, talk about connecting with the community. You know, he's connecting with the uh, the Irish uh, Catholic community because he's he's Presbyterian minister for a number of years. Yeah. But um, he got into the to the spirit of the parade and he was uh, dancing down the street as a leprechaun. And as, as you know, leprechauns are wee little bitty people, <laughs> they're little bitty. And this big old six five mayor in a leprechaun outfit. That was funny. Um, but again, <laughs> he, he looked the part. You he know looked I mean? the part and he looked like he was really, uh, really trying yeah, to do the a things. really, really tall leprechaun. You're really tall leprechaun. So that's so that's all I'm saying is that let's let's judge them by what they don't you know, what they do when no one's watching. Is that how they say you yeah. define character is what happens when no one's looking or no one's watching? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah, true. so that's all. Aha, there it goes. Yeah. Is that yours? Okay, I'm yeah. trying. I can't, si- you, we can't silence it because um, you can't, you can't. It's a test. So they figured out a way. Is yours going off, James? Yeah. How about yours, Skies? Your, skies is going off. Uh, you know, we all get, so there we go. Yeah. Right on time. Yeah. Actually, it was early. It's early because it's only 2 18 30. Let's see. Yeah. Okay. I got that. Everybody, uh, you know, anybody's phone going off now? Uh, let's go Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, Anonymous, go ahead. How are you? Good afternoon, Miss Tina and James. How are you guys doing? Doing well. Doing well. How are you, Anonymous? I am doing phenomenal. Uh, I heard the young man talking about uh, Mayor uh, Hogsett. Hogsett. Um, I submit the uh, paper to his office to attend our national night out. Then he didn't show up. No one came. No one called or anything like that. And another um, topic that is very, very, very severely dear to me is the Indianapolis Housing Agency. Mm-hmm. When he, uh, his Jeff Bennett, when he was told what was going on by myself and other residents, uh, not, no one from the mayor's office nor the mayor came to the aid of the residents. So I am a resident advocate, and the residents and in the Indianapolis Housing Agency communities are very, 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 um, they're not sure if they're going to vote, vote for the mayor or not. Yes, did have the mayor done some good things? Yes, he did. But when it comes to the point where it affects residents in the community that's another thing so i just want to put that out there i don't have nothing against him but uh i have worked with him i will work with him but it's just it left a very 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 bad taste in the residents mouth of the indianapolis thousand eight Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I, well, he has recently paired with the federal government to did he not with the indianapolis housing agency yeah, he has, mm-hmm. and they're you know sort of going to take that over and oversee it, mm-hmm. um, and at least not take it over, but at least partnered help. with him. Well, yeah, yeah, oversee yeah, it. Yeah, partner with them. And as far as the national night out, Tina, there are dozens of those events. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! And though, so if I you, can understand. Yeah, yeah, you're right, James. And if you could see the mayor, I've seen his schedule for national night out, and I don't know how he gets around to it. Uh, to, to but the ones he's going to, the ones he's going to, that exactly. he doesn't get to. So yeah. anonymous, I understand. And I'm sorry he didn't make it to yours, but I do, like I said, I got to give this man an A for effort while not taking sides. Mm -hmm. He does try to do outreach. In fact, I've never seen another mayor, and I've lived in other cities, uh, you know, uh, show up at community and neighborhood events the way he does. He does. He he shows up. He shows up. And that's that's more important than uh, because I, you know, that that to me is more important than anything. 
Uh, it is. You know, you you do the one on one personal. Hey, Mayor. You know, we. I'll take my my example. Our city county councilman, um, I think it's Bart, uh, told us that our streets are on the list to be repaid. And then, you know, well, we say, great, great. We sent a letter out to all the residents in the area that we're going to get our two main streets repaid. Um, and then I learned from the city county councilman who said, well, you'll get them repaid, but it's up to DPW as far as it's up to the head of DPW as far as who gets them repaid when. You yeah. know, you're in line, but you're in line, but where do you fall? You may be way back in line. So, yeah. you know, I that's what I'd ask him. You know, how do you get around that? Our councilman has him has us on his list to be repaid in the same streets have been here for over 25 years. But then he says it's up to DPW who decides. That's something I'd like to clarify with the mayor if I had a chance. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Three one seven two three nine thirteen ten. William, go ahead. How are you? Oh, how are you doing, Miss Cena and James? How are you, sir? Hey, William, how are you, sir? I was I was listening to the um, opposition to Joe Hobson, and I am I'm gonna tell you just like it is. I'm voting for Joe Hobson. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just made, it made no difference to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the man is working hard to keep this city uh, in in, uh, in line. Mm-hmm. But no one person can do anything by themselves controlling yeah. such a large project mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. as the mm-hmm. city of Indianapolis is. Yeah. So it takes the people coming together. To make sure you understand that the, a little part of the uh, city is mm-hmm. in in order, and uh, if you want to sit back and say they ain't going to do nothing, no way, they ain't mm-hmm. going to do nothing, no way, because they don't <laughs> know about it. You are not complaining. Mm-hmm. About it. Yeah. Tell the people yeah. what is wrong yeah. in your area and keep the pressure on the people. Remind them mm-hmm. that. They have a responsibility to take care of your little section of the city. And otherwise, I'm both, I, I don't think Shave, uh, I think that's his name. Oh, you're talking about Jefferson Shreve. Shreve. I think that he uh, gave uh, Joe Hazlett a very brilliant endorsement for why he should be mayor. He gave up his ambitions for two terms, and now he's going to come back and talk about what he's going to do. You can't do nothing no better than a person that has actually put all of his effort into accomplishing something to make a thing better. And uh, if it doesn't work because we don't work, uh, James just said something. This city has different agencies. And these agencies have chiefs over, mm-hmm. over, mm-hmm. over the agencies. They make decisions. Mm-hmm. And that, uh, I am saying that Johan said may be the mayor and the top of the uh, officers in control. Mm-hmm. But he's not the only one. There's got to be some designated areas of the city. He can't do it by himself. 
Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Thank you, William. And, you know, good food for thought. Uh, absolutely. Um, yes, he has a number of deputy mayors, I think. To, well, not a number. I mean, it's not like he's got 80 or anything like that. But he has he has a couple of deputy mayors that, that take up some of the uh, pick up some of the slack for him. But it's it's difficult. You know, it's, it's yeah. just difficult. It's hard. Yeah. You know, you got a city of uh, approximately a million people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're just one person. It's hard mm-hmm. to be everywhere. At one time, yeah. um, and I know your time is in demand, um, but yeah, William makes some good points there. Yeah, he makes some good points, and yeah. Um, yeah, the fact that you can only do so much uh, so often. So, uh, David, go ahead. You wanted to talk about the mayoral race? Hey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, okay. I was just calling in to say that I am voting for Mayor Joe Hogsett. He has done a wonderful job. I have been. I grew up here. And I went to Pike High School. And when I tell you that I left for seven months to California, came back, new highways, streets paved, uh, regentrified areas. Uh, He's protecting people's property property, um, amounts. You know, all of that matters. All of that uh, has to do with the economy of Indianapolis. And so... People can complain now, but they will be thanking him later, especially when they get to buying a house instead of inheriting it. So, you know, I'm, I'm here for it. I want Mayor Joe Hawkins to continue to do what he's doing. He is only one person. He can't do everything, but he's done a lot in two years, and especially in the wake of the pandemic. And he should he should be given all of his accolades. And as, as for the person that's running against him, I won't name him by name because we all know that we have seen his commercials, and I didn't call his commercials in live. If I catch your commercials in live, I'm not voting for you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Well, thank you, David. Yeah. I appreciate it. And again, we're not, it's kind of interesting, James, how the conversation has gone to who you will and will not vote for. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's interesting. Poll, yeah, no, we, but we're getting it. We're getting yeah. it. And, uh, uh, yeah, we are going to have a we're, debate. We're getting good, the two we're getting good and, reasons why they want to vote for him. Why they want to vote for him. Yeah, but Shreve and Hogshead are going to be debating. Uh, and you'll be able to yeah. hear it right here on this very radio station coming up this Sunday, uh, starting at 5 o'clock and then, you know, immediately after. Um, you're going to hear a little bit of the Community Connection show of, of sorts uh, because uh, uh, registered likely voters are going to, you know, going to weigh in on what they just yeah. heard between the two. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, the conversation continues. And, uh, James, we would be remiss if we did not mention, though, th- this is pretty high-stakes uh, politics right here because when it's all said and done, it already is, I can't say, but but I, we know that when it's all said and done. But at this point in time right now, James, this is the, the mayoral race between Jefferson Shreve and incumbent Mayor Joe Hogsett has become the most expensive, most expensive race for mayor ever for the city of Indianapolis. Wow. The most expensive. Yeah, at this point, right now, the money that's been spent. So by the time... We're still, what, a mm -hmm. a month away or so from the Mm -hmm. election? Yeah. Close to a month? Well, Shreve, yeah, yeah, Shreve kind of raised the stakes a little bit. I mean, he sold that business, the uh, storage business, for $550 million. Uh, and immediately, you know, just started dropping some money out there and was spreading money all around. The Hawks said, you know, he had a fairly decent war chest anyway, uh, but had to, you know, aggressively, you know, raise some funding just to stay with him. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's, you know, that that bar.
are and been raised, and you know you got to meet them dollar for dollar if you want to stay in office. So, um, oh, yeah, you got to you got to pay. You got to pay to play. Is that pay to play? So, hey, we are still full on our phone lines, and guess what? Everybody that's there, we're going to get to you. Let's squeeze in one more break, and we'll be right back with more community connection right after this. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we're back with uh, Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson. James, the phone lines have been absolutely packed from the very start of the show. So we're going to run right through a few more phone calls here, okay? Yes. Indeed, indeed. Uh, Next up, Joe, go ahead. How are you? Oh, good afternoon, James and Tina. How are you? We're well. How are you? Joe, yeah. I'm fine. Uh, listen, they were talking about uh, investment, uh, investing in companies. I, I want to tell you a little story. I used to work for Detroit Diesel Allison, and you all know who it is. Uh-huh. And they had a program where we could invest our, we, we could buy savings bonds, and we also could buy stock. And I bought stock like it was going crazy and had quite a bit of it. And at one time, they paid you a dollar and a half per share. And that was great. You know, because I had almost a thousand shares of General Motors stock. Mm-hmm. Guess what? When General Motors went bankrupt, all that stock I got is worthless. Mm-hmm. Absolutely worthless. Um, wow! What did you do? Did, did yeah. you get it to offload it, or did you lose money, did you, did or what's going down? on? Though? Yeah. Well, you 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 can do a, a you know a tax thing, but you never can recoup that that money that you lost. You got a yeah. thousand shares of General Motors stock. That's a lot of money, and yeah. I was using that money for certain things my kids were doing, and all of a sudden that hit, and everything went south. Mm. Mm. That's yeah. that's unfortunate. Yeah, well, yeah, that yeah. is, and and, and and especially a company that you work for. Yeah. Well, General Motors. Yeah. And uh, you know the funny thing about it, I got a General Motors car and I hit OnStar and was talking to the lady and she goes, Oh, Mr. Harris, did you know that we paid back the money that the government loaned us to keep us afloat, and we paid it back. I said, good. I wish you could pay me back. <laughs> no, you did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that would have been nice. Um, but hmm. anyway, guys, uh, investment's good. But if you want to play around with stock, start off with penny stock and play around with that. Yeah, well, that's, you know, that's good. You're not going to make a fortune, but at least you'll learn the ins and outs of, of dealing with stock market. And you can make a little bit of money with certain penny stocks. Yeah. yeah, investment is good, but real quick, uh, Joe, this, we got into investment when the callers started talking about that, and it and it kind of um, it, w- it was a, a, a conversation that emanated from the conversation about the AES proposed uh, right. rate and hike rate increase. Right. right. So what's your what's your thoughts about the proposed well, AES rate increase? Well, James, here's my thoughts. I got a bill. I'm on 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 uh, uh, copay where they take money out of my account every month. $125. Okay. Well, I got a, a text message from AES saying uh, you owe 
$279. And oh it's due the 3rd of October. And I said, what? That sounds like what Tina went through. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I called them up, and they said, yeah, you do owe $279 and da-da-da-da-da-da. And if you don't want to take it out automatically out of your account, what you have to do is go into your account and take it off. So that's what I did and went in and physically paid what I was supposed to pay. Now, another thing is that they are sending out disconnect notices to people who have not are not behind on their bill. Mm. So uh, as far as I'm concerned about AES, uh, uh, they can go suck a lemon because I... I'm, I'm, oh, we got two up. of them today. Suck a lemon and kick rocks. We got it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. Okay. Right. 317 239 Sherry, go ahead. How are you? Hello, James and Tina. Thank you for having me. I was yes, actually calling about the investment thing. Um, the young man did hit on one thing about Jen and Motors, but I want to Tell everybody, I've been investing since I was 22 years old in insurance and stock. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, I hope everybody remembers the end of the 90s with Enron, Madoff, some of these corporations that done people mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this. I need my community to wake up so much. And this is another avenue of wake up. Mm-hmm. Those same people hurt their own people in millions and millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to tell you, 90s, I uh, had all these mutual funds. This is what we used to do. We'll put in 401k because the corporation has to pay you back off of your dollar inputs. Well, I got to tell y'all something. I did that in that same 401k that I got from the government mm-hmm. at 19. It is still growing. Mm-hmm. I do not touch it. It is still growing. Now, that has been a, like a secure account for me because I've seen it grow. The bad thing about it is this. I have mutual funds on my life insurances and all that. So when these big corporations mess up, like the young man said, my dollars have went down. But the thing, I play with stocks globally and domestically. So the, when our corporations of powerful men, an organization uh, that one group of people really hold to me, and I know, Tina, you hate to say this. I hate to hear this, but the Jews control a lot. And when they're tired of it, they play these games of this investment, like Bitcoin, for instance. Everybody knows that he's right now in court at the Congress level, at the Congress level fighting. And everybody who's in stock knows that your stock, a portion on your mutual funds, if you have mutual funds, have went down. So every time our leaderships play the game from every war and everything or just about this, if anybody remembers 2004, we had a housing industry yeah. problem. Yeah. Everybody's stocks went down who's in stock. So I say let's go back to things that we know can. And if we can get in six, uh, what I want to say, um, combine, I, 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 it went out the uh, 
com- combine entrance. See, compound, you can get in stocks that you put in money and it won't lose interest. It won't compound, lose your money. Compound. So now yeah, that the comedy is building up, my mutual funds are going up. Well, good. So you know what I'm saying? I, I, that I, is I, a safe plateau where you kind of ain't losing a lot of money. You see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, the last couple yeah. of days have been pretty brutal on the stock market. Yes, I've been watching. And guess what? If you've been in the mutual looking. funds, you mm-hmm. have seen this fluctuation. Yeah, yeah. But mutual- and our, our housing causes fluctuations. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, the pandemic caused a big fluctuation because yeah. Stocks go down when we're dealing with corporations. So if we're going to get in something, the young man before you, uh, he told you a lot. And it does matter where we put our deals. But the pennies, we can afford to lose some pennies and grow them to big. Well, that's what I've been doing. Yeah, you know what? And that's that's you. a good point, Sherry. Good for you. But you know what? I, You have to do what's right for you. And yeah. so do your research and think maybe penny stocks isn't the best thing because penny stocks, there's a lot of junk stocks there, too. Yeah. And so yeah. you can invest, you know, you can invest a whole lot in penny stocks and not get a dot. You have to know what you're doing. So the key and I can't remember which one it was, but the key is to educate yourself on all of the That's possibilities. Right. I'm not going to say that everybody should do this, this or that or whatever. Do what works best for you. Just like knowledge. I was saying. Yeah. Knowledge is key. Just like I was saying with my brother. He. the military took care of all of that for him all he had to do was sign on the dotted line say hey take x amount is out of here and boom and that was done for him and that worked for him for other people who may want to have more of a hands-on i I had a co-worker once that uh was basically involved in in trading and looking at the markets daily because that's what his father did and that's what he does or, or did as well so he didn't want to just sit there and let it you know go he wanted to play around and and and, you know, leverage against this and that and whatever. There, there are those who have done very well. Another friend of mine has a friend in Atlanta who has done well with penny stocks and the other, uh, you know, and regular stocks. He prefers uh, the regular, but he, he's had some success with penny, penny stock. So, again, it's all, it's a mixed bag. There's so much out there. But, James, you're right. Your disposable income can be making. I, I was always of, of the minds to take care of your money and your money will take care of you. I don't know how... Um, um, wise, I've always been with that, like you said, with your disposable income. But it's true; it's a, it, it really is true. You you take care of your money, and your money will take care of you. So you have to be real disciplined with it. You have right. to be very disciplined, and you have to, uh, you know, seek knowledge. You have to seek a lot of knowledge about it, and Absolutely. be willing to listen and learn. So, uh, all good points and all good suggestions from everybody. I love that. This is this has been great. It's been really good. Uh, Barbara, go ahead. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm doing well. Thank you. It's mm-hmm. always good to hear you and Jane. Okay. <laughs> I um, was calling in reference to the mayor one, um, mm. and, and what caught my my attention to encourage me to call even more is when you said that um, his um, running mate uh, sold his business. Um, at, well, I don't think I've heard that mentioned anywhere um, in any of his ads or anything like that. But I did hear last night that on a new ad that he is now uh, offering his first 
his salary to the kennel, um, I thought, well, how's he doing that? Well, that explains it. If he got all this money for his business, he sold. He's, yeah. you know, he's offering his salary for yeah, that. Yeah, he, does, so, he doesn't um, need me. There, there's a lot of people in Congress and other places. They're, they're independently wealthy from the beginning. And so a government oh, salary or a city salary or a state salary is, uh, is a stipend to them. I mean, it yeah, means nothing. It's so not going it, to. It's not going to make them or break them. Yeah, yeah they don't oh, care. Oh, absolutely. But being knowing that that is one thing that the the uh, um, I don't want to just keep referring to it. I can't think of the actual acronyms of it. But the kennel that's the one thing that they are uh, needing the most is funds. So mm-hmm. okay, so well I'm going to offer them my funds. Maybe that's going to up my my uh, voting power with them. But um, then the lady that <laughs> called in from uh, says that she is the representative for her community that she lives in, um, and I you know I do the um, night out as well the mayor can't make them all no and um, yeah. that's unfortunate and sorry that he couldn't get to hers but that would be a bad reason for people just to decide not to vote for him because he didn't show up for that or maybe they think that he's not uh, addressing their their issues with their housing but things are happening just like with the luger tower things are happening but yeah people don't really see it and so they think the mayor's not doing anything but you really have to look at his record and based and based it on what you know about him versus what you don't know about this person that's running against him mm-hmm. and where did he come from and all of a sudden you know he's here and he says he's doing all of this or he's done all of this for us this uh jefferson tree I've never heard of him, and I vote every year, and I read, and I do all of that. Never heard of him beyond this. Um, so I don't know. I, I think we have to do more and listen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, listen to the debate um, that you uh, have keep telling us about and listen to that <laughs> and get knowledge for yeah. ourselves mm-hmm. versus basically. Yeah, let them say it. Let them tell you. Up. Mm-hmm. He didn't vote yeah, for my point. party, so I'm not going to vote for mm-hmm. him, you know. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you for giving that information out that, you know, you're having this and because you're providing the opportunity for people to learn. But if they don't use that executive uh brain function they can't <laughs> learn it if they don't come and listen and however you you know on tv or on radio however if they don't learn it come and listen to learn yeah. are they going to go based it on because he didn't show up you can't do that mm-hmm. we have to know more about what they're bringing to the table good point um otherwise yeah. we're going to end up with somebody like the person that the speaker of the house you know making a deal <laughs> to get the job oh lord <laughs> lord forbid <laughs> Or the forty uh, fifth. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh yeah, there was God. talk about making him the speaker. You know, because the speaker oh. doesn't have to come from the con- uh-uh. uh, speaker doesn't have to be a sitting member oh, of Congress. Oh my goodness, that would be a disaster! Oh, speaker God. could be the dog catcher. You know, it could be. The, it could be. You know, there's no, there's no problem. Yeah. So, but thank you. He doesn't know when to uh-huh. shut up. I mean, who goes in the courtroom and just blutters their mouth at the judge the whole time? Yeah, yeah. He, that's why I said they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to gaggle. You know, just muzzle him or something, or put a straight jacket. Jacket on him and the hall, and then he says things to the reporters. I know that's what he said. Yes, absolutely. He just (laughs) he there. He's going to. They're going to lock him up. Something I don't know. I don't know what. Clear, clear case of mental health. Well, (laughs) that's what I was saying. There's, there's clearly something seems to be out of balance. Is to clear out the whole house and start all over because if you look at it on Mm -hmm. TV and all you see is old white men. That's all you see. Oh, white gray hair. It's, it's, they're certainly not young reflective of yes. the population. That's right, Barbara. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So not thank you guys for what you do. Thank you, indeed. <laughs> and, um, you know, Barbara was talking about uh, 
talking about Shreve and the dog <laughs> and the dog thing. Um, he, you, you heard the old uh, adage: uh, if the, the sure way to lose an election is to kick a puppy or something like that, when you never want to kick a dog. The other thing in theater is never share the stage uh, with a child or a dog because you're going to get upstaged every time. So, uh, yeah. playing on our human affinity for those that cannot care for themselves, i.e., the pets and puppies or what have you, uh, it's it's not such a bad move uh, because it you know it, it appeals to the heart. So I'm going to give people care more about their pets than they do other people. Yeah, James, I'm here to tell you there was. <laughs> oh my goodness, I could tell you a story. Do you ever you remember the story of Tramp the dog? Remember that. What is it? Tramp the dog. It was it was just a I heard it, that story, but I'm not. Well, there, there, I'm going to give you the Reader's Digest version. It was one of the, again, certain stories you, you can remember. There are others that you covered over the course of years. You, you, you know, it's just on Mars. You have no recollection. I remember this one just because of the juxtapositioning of it. Not to say that people cannot care for their pets or what have you. That's not it. I'm just saying um, there, there was a situation between a couple of neighbors. I think it was on the south side. And this dog named Tramp kept going and defecating in a neighbor's yard. And a neighbor complained to Tramp's owners about it, and, you know, nothing was ever done. So one day the neighbor got uh, liquored up. Uh, Tramp came in his yard to defecate, and he uh, took Tramp, tied him to the back of his truck, and took the truck for a ride. And so Tramp was seriously injured. Uh, and that was a brutal thing to do. It was very, very, you know, and, and it made news, national news, I do believe. Anyway... Um, there was this uh, outpouring uh, because uh, Tramp's owners didn't have a whole lot of money and Tramp's medical bills were just out, out you know, just outrageous. And so they raised over, uh, oh, I can't even think of it. I, I, I want to say, I know the ratio about, but I want to say uh, fifty to seventy-five thousand dollars for Tramp's medical bills, which were, you know, somewhere in the ten to fifteen thousand dollar range at the time. At that time, it was really, really expensive. The same time, the same, and I remember as a newscast because I was doing the news. Uh, there was a, a two-year-old little girl who was um, uh, abused uh, and was was put in. Uh, you know, she she was put in a tub of hot water and was going to lose a couple of toes and everything. But she was, you know, she was in critical condition for a while as well, mm -hmm. and so. So um, they, you know, were saying that her hospital bills were going to be. And so there was a fund. So at the same time, there were these fundraisers for the little girl and for and the Tramp dog. the Dog. Tramp the Dog was in excess of $50,000. I don't think the little girl got more than maybe five or $6,000. But she did, they, they did, you know, there was some, but the public outpouring, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. The public outpouring yeah. for that it's dog was I mean I love animals too, I do yeah I'm not saying and please animal lovers don't call us there don't with yeah. that story priorities were met and and you know I it, it, it just made me sad because that poor little girl needed it just as much if not more in fact Tramp's owners ended up they only needed they used uh, the, you know the portion to cover all of Tramp's medical expenses and I believe the remainder they donated to the Humane Society or whatever you know because it was such an excess of money I mean people were just coming out of their pockets you know oh that's that's horrible but yeah. i guess when they hear stories of abuse and children and things on on the regular there you know it just wasn't as 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 uh, touching i guess as the dog story i don't know yeah but when you say uh people yeah that that's one that that never left that, that, me. that's that's a head scratcher i mean yeah never left i mean me. i love animals i don't want to mm -hmm. say anything over this mm -hmm. air to mm -hmm. disparage animals uh, i've had dogs uh you know through my life and i take care of them and they're part mm -hmm. of the family mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. we cannot compare 
their value as high as it is with the value of a human life. life. Yeah. But it, it, it played out right there in black and white. And so, yeah. So what I'm saying is he's tugging at the heartstrings of people that feel very, very, very strongly about their pets and their animals, I would suspect. Um, and, you know, if, if, if his pledge, if, if elected to give to whatever the, I don't know what she said, but that, Makes sense to me. You know, there's yeah. a couple more votes in there maybe for that, that yeah. gesture. Because Get him a few more votes. A few more votes, possibly. Who Get knows? Um, anonymous, go ahead. Question about the Speaker of the House? Yes. I'm, I can only end of everything. Why was he let go? Because he made the Speaker. Why was Kevin McCarthy kicked out? Yes. Because he had the audacity to work as a politician should, bipartisanly, across the aisle, uh, across the aisle and uh, kept Democrat. the government open. He worked with Democrats to keep the government open. And so uh, some extremist Republicans said, I don't like that. I want you out. And because instead he, of shutting it down instead of, from yeah. California with a lot of military bases, military people wouldn't have got, got paid. Air traffic controllers yeah. wouldn't have got paid for a few. Um, the workers at the airport that check your baggage and check you for security, TSA workers wouldn't, wouldn't have gotten paid. paid so. I just want to say that, Tina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, James, that's uh, yes, that's just part of the list. And so, therefore, he somehow came to his senses, you know, for a minute and decided he would not be responsible for shutting down the government. And so he worked with Democrats. They worked together and they kept the government open for the, uh, you know, for millions of Americans who needed the government yeah. to stay open. So right, a right. few a few Republicans said, I don't like that and I want you gone. And based on the fact that he said, well, you can do that if you want to just make me speaker and they they did and he did and now he's gone so no that's too bad no it's I'm not <laughs> no it's not no it's not it's that's not bad at all no that's the way it works yeah, yeah that's the deal yeah. he made and that's the deal he has to keep yeah that's true yeah no that's not bad uh, yeah i think that that's thank you uh very much i think that's a a, a very good example of you know do it. Yeah. Follow through. Yeah. I don't feel bad yeah. for him. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know we're getting close to the yeah. end of the show here. Have you got other callers on the line? Yeah. Let me get to Josephine real quick. Okay. Oh. Go ahead, Josephine. Hi, hi Tina. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Hey, buddy. Uh, hey, Josephine. I saw Jefferson Trees. Uh huh. How many millions did you say he sold his business for? Uh, Five hundred fifty million, I do believe. Look, I, I just got this to say, uh, you can vote. Have, I'm not voting for Shree, but the rich take care of the rich, basically. Okay, okay. And those who empathize okay. with people who don't have a lot of money take care of take care of those who don't have a lot of money. Okay. I'm not rich. I don't know what his motive is. I feel like he's going to be a puppet for the Republican Party, and they're going to be manipulative in Marion County. So I don't like him. I don't trust him. I don't know where he came from. Mm. Uh, I don't know anything about him other than what he says on advertisement, and I can't go by that. I know what uh, okay. Mayor Hawk said has done. He came to the clubhouse where, where I've been, and he's assisted us. He's helped us get programs and funding. So, hey, I am not voting for somebody who I don't know, I don't trust, I don't believe in. So there's that. That's okay. I got it. Uh, and again, James, people have been <laughs> called. Thank you, Josephine. Folks have been yeah. calling in with their opinions. And oh, man, that, that really yeah, opened that, a can there. Yeah, opened a can of worms right there. So yeah. there we go. Uh, I want to quickly say before, before uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, you usher us off here, uh, you know, the writers 
uh, guild strike ended after mm-hmm. 148 days, just mm-hmm. just a few days ago, um, and the UPS strike ended in August, and that was going to be a major blow if they would, you know, the Teamsters came to agreement mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. The UAW strike uh, started um, a few days ago in in October, um, but I wanted to let people know about the health workers strike that's going on. More than 75,000 um, Kaiser. Permanente. Uh, permanente workers, yes. Uh, and nurses are going on a temporary strike, and pharmacists and other workers, so people may be affected with this, uh, are, are going on strike for three days. Um, it's mostly out west, California. Uh, let's see. California, Washington, Oregon, Colorado, and then Virginia and D.C., their, uh, their workers there are just going on for 24 hours. But this is the biggest, the reason I mentioned it, healthcare strike in U.S. history. Serves, that company serves 13 million people. They're, you know, they're wanting demands like equal pay. They want, uh, I mean, better pay. They want better staffing. Um, you know, uh, they want, um, yeah. You know, they they want to they want what the other unions are getting. I, I said that. That's why I mentioned the other unions. They want mm-hmm. equity and pay and better staffing. And like I said, this this is just another uh, example of of workers wanting to get in on those windfall profits that the corporations and bless their hearts. The CEOs, you know, if you can get money, get it. But let's not forget the people. That was all I wanted to say, Tita. All right. And with that, we'll let that be the last word. James, very good point. And we, you know, we we certainly want people to get what they deserve and what they are entitled to. Hey, we are done. Uh, We got to get out of here. James, thank you. We'll see you again on Friday. Yes, ma'am. Looking forward to it. All righty.